right, so today we're going to be talking about how do you go about talking to somebody without hurting their feelings at work? And I'm going to consider this a topic on workplace boundaries. So let's get right down to it. You know, you have those those coworkers who engage in certain behaviors that you deem not cool. Right? You have a coworker who you're pretty cool with. They they may smoke or something like that. And what do you do when you don't like that? You go outside, they're right outside the door and then they strike a conversation with you. And they're smoking. So what's your healthy boundary in these situations? Do you entertain their conversation? Do you draw the line in the sand and say, hey man, I can't I can't stand cigarette smoking. You're right here in front of me. You know, you're smoking. Uh, I I just don't don't like it. You know, what about the, the guy who likes to invade your personal space? Oh girl. Uh, so when you're talking to them, they get super close, super close. And it kind of makes you feel a little bit uh, awkward, you know, because um, I'll give you an example. I remember during COVID uh, when I was working two jobs. I was working at Amazon and Walmart to kind of compensate for the um, job that I lost prior to that, right? You know, you you lose a good paying job and now you gotta do something and for me that was a good experience uh, that kind of helped me on my journey but I had this co-worker who comes up to me you know and he's like super close he's in my face and I would always step back you know and this happened before COVID happened because this was who I am you know uh, I would step back and during COVID, he approached me and I stepped back and goes, Brandon, why do you always do that? Why do you always, you know, when I get closer to you, you, you kind of move back. And I told him because in some cases I, I, can, I can be very direct so that a person understands exactly where I'm coming from. Because I think sometimes boundaries come with that assertiveness and directness that this is the message this is clear there is no gray area you know to avoid that tension and sometimes people are receptive to it and you know you got the other times where some are more sensitive to you know maybe that approach so i tell them i go the thing is man i don't want to smell what you ate for breakfast all right, that's number one. And number two is like, you know, you get you start talking to people and they they don't take care of their hygiene and their breath smells. I mean, it's kind of uh, a bad situation because you should know if your breath smells if you're not doing anything to take care of your hygiene and stuff. And then you 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 force that on someone else. You know, that's not cool. And he goes, oh, well, why you don't shake people's hands? And I go, well, it's for that that's one of the things that, that I generally don't do unless I know you like when I get to meet you you know you shake somebody's hand to kind of uh, introduce yourself and things like that 
and that's understandable, but in a work setting, I know a lot of y'all don't wash your hands when you come out the bathroom. You think I want to be touching your pee? So I, I sit here and I watch you guys pick your noses and then don't even do anything, you know, and it's like, that's, that's pretty gross. You know, so it's just a matter of, yeah, I'll give you a fist bump um, or I'll pat you on the shoulder or something like that to, to acknowledge uh, you and, you know, I'll say verbal things, but as far as shaking hands, yeah, people are gross. And it's just one of those things where <laughs> he starts to laugh and he's like, you know what, I understand that. I go, yeah, I know. Uh, I, <laughs> there's been too many times I was in the bathroom, I see somebody pop right up off the toilet and walk right out the door, you know, and it's it's kind of crazy that people are out there, you know, uh, that live like that, you know. I I have a hard time going to buffets, you know. Sometimes, you, you know, you're like, okay, they just brought this one out. I know they just brought this out, so I'll go and I'll start picking from stuff where I know they just brought it out, you know. Uh, but, you know, you love life on the edge every now and then when you... Uh, take that risk at at the buffets, but circling back around, uh, you definitely can engage these individuals and express yourself because you want to let them know because that's something that will help you down the road because these people will understand you more and be more willing to kind of give into what you you want, right? Because they don't want to disrespect. Uh, disrespect you or anything like that because generally you know a lot of co-workers they they understand the grind they they show up to work they expect to do their job to the best that they they can and hopefully there's enough respect there where they're, oh, oh okay cool cool because having that boundary there's nothing wrong with it if you don't like something, you can let it be known. I mean, you know, you can have a conversation. I think that the biggest sign of maturity is the ability to have a conversation about something, right? Uh, in our setting for work, we're on teams and, you know, we're, we're kind of the, the fun guys in the office. Uh, we, we have fun at work. We have fun outside of work together, and uh, our, we just all click, uh, you know, and there's like, <laughs> there's a lot of us. Uh, if I have to count, let's see. I say there's like seven of us uh, in the office, and that, that's, that's our thing, you know. We, we each respect each other and understand our strengths and weaknesses and how, how, how we affect each other as a team, but everybody else you know they they look at us in, in such a way that they 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 see what we do and they enjoy it you know so we bring that good energy and, and, and everybody around us actually likes it you know it makes the uh job that much better when you can interact with people but that interaction does come with a level of respect for each other because if you don't like something about somebody. Maybe they're wearing cologne that bothers you, a perfume, you know, and you just want to be mindful and respectful, you know. It's like, whoa, you're a little too close. 
Uh, I mean, I know you like that perfume, but whoa, it's a little bit strong for me, you know. So you just be subtle. Sometimes people take it in a positive way where they don't get offended, you know. And this also depends on uh, your level of knowing this person, right, before you, you engage a certain way. Some things can go over, and it just be well-received because, you know, you're cool with them and they, they get you. So having that little uh, talk can actually be beneficial. Now, <laughs> I, I've seen some situations where those things are not received well. And I remember this is when I was working at a casino in California doing building maintenance. Um, very, very <laughs> insane, right? We're, we're having workplace violence training inside of human resources, okay? And my supervisor asked a simple question <laughs> to our manager, and this guy blew up on him. You know, he, he's like, straight up, you want to be a smart, you know what? We can go right now if you want, Greg. <laughs> and, and we're all in there like, wait a minute, what's happening right now? Uh, the lady in Human Resources, she's in her, her cubicle, you know, which is behind glass. And she hears this and, you know, I look over and I just see the look on her face. And this guy was like visibly upset and he was very expressive. You know, a simple question about, I, I forget what the question was, uh, because the, the event itself, like, disregarded most of what happened that day. It's like, I can't believe this dude is in the highest position in our department, and he did not receive this question in a positive manner. So whatever he was going through, it was so... I mean, he must have been under a lot of issues, you know, like there there must have been so much going on that a lot of people don't know about because ultimately he ended up, uh, they, they literally let him go, um, they, they sent him home, they walked him off the premises that day and then ultimately uh, fired him, you know, but it's a situation where you might not even mean any harm you know so in this situation a supervisor you know just asked the question for clarification and then that turned into uh, this guy spiraling out of control and expressing his will to uh, put hands on this man so yeah there's always that opportunity that can present itself because you don't know what somebody's going through you know they may have waking up in the morning to some bad news and uh, went to bed to some bad news. I mean, who knows? So having that approach, you know, it can be risky. But as with anything in life, sometimes you just got to express your concerns or how you feel and, and let that be what it is. Because you, you do have to understand your boundaries at work and things you're willing to put up with, you know. Um, you, you can't be afraid to, you know, put yourself in somebody else's shoes and express 
what you're going through. So how do you keep those healthy boundaries where you don't want to uh, interact in such a way? You know, um, over the last several months, uh, we joke about it. You know, we've been pulled into human resources a few times or, you know, had to be talking to about some issues because, you know, someone said something and this is, um, you know, hey, we, we want you guys to be mindful uh, because you might upset somebody. And those situations happen, they're normal. I mean, we, we're, I'm not condoning normalizing it, but you know, you, sometimes you just have general conversation and uh, you don't think nothing of it because of your uh, interactions with whoever you're talking to, right? And in, in, in this, these situations, you know, you're like, oh man, I can't believe, like, these people talk about crazy stuff all the time and then somebody's like offended, you know? So it's, it's just one of those things where you understand your audience and you understand uh, what's going on because every day is a different day. You can't rely on today to be the same as yesterday people to be the same as they were yesterday because you truly never know how a person feels what they're going through excuse me um because yeah it, it was it was an interesting uh couple of months you know with the with all the meetings and stuff that we we've had individually and uh as as teams you know um so you you find out exactly where you stand as far as you're in your company you know like people respect you they'll talk to you um, so what do you do to get that respect it's how you engage them talk to them build that rapport you know allow them to get to know you that's one of the best things you could do so uh, whenever you run into a situation you know, you understand that this person doesn't mean any harm, so we're just gonna not even worry about this, you know, or you talk to them and you, you feel pretty good about um, what you discuss, right? Now, I was uh, actually going to Albertsons the other day and it's early in the morning, you know. Um, my daughter tells me she wants a Lunchable for lunch. You know, uh, I'm getting ready to take her to daycare. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, we'll stop by Albertsons to go get it. And this lady is standing out right in front of the doors to Albertsons. Just standing right in front of the door, smoking, <laughs> you know. And I see her and I'm walking up and it's like, huh. Yeah, she's smoking right in front of the door. Now, here's the thing. With me, you smoke, that, that's something that, you know, that, that's that's a, that's your thing. You know, I don't have a problem with it, you know. It's just a matter of I prefer not to smell the cigarette smoke, right, unless I'm inviting it, you know, setting-wise. And in this situation, I just wanted to get some Lunchables. So I go inside the store. And, you know, well, I, 
I didn't get inside the store at this point, but uh, the lady stops me right there and she asks me, where's the closest bus stop? You know, and I go, well, I think it's further down that way, you know, so uh, you probably have to walk over there and she's just blowing cigarette smoke in my face. Now, I took a deep breath. <laughs> you know, I wasn't trying to inhale the smoke, but it was more of, okay, probably shouldn't say something right here because I don't know this person. You know, the last thing you want to do is be like, you know what? Hey, I really don't appreciate you blowing your cigarette smoke in my face. Can you, um, you mind moving from in front of the door? That probably wouldn't have been perceived so well. You know, I'm pretty sure delivery wouldn't have been that way, but, you know, it's just, you, you take that deep breath to think about what you're going to say in that moment. Because in those moments, you, you know, whether or not you're going to say something really determines the outcome of what happens next. Because sometimes you need to be able to pick and choose your battles, in a sense, right? Is this the right time to say something? Picking battles with people you don't know can be very hard and tricky. You know, so in a work setting, picking those boundaries with coworkers is going to be pretty important because you don't want to tarnish relationships, you know, over uh, personal things. It, it happens. You know, I remember doing COVID. Well, actually, it was after COVID. And, um, Folks were talking about the whole pulling out of Iran and everything, you know. So you had a bunch of veterans in there, and, you know, it's, the perspective is different. You know, it's different from people to people. So what do you do? Like, for me, my stance is, is simple. I served in the military. I support our troops. I, I believe they're the... They're underpaid and undervalued for what we, we sacrifice because you're talking about people who, in a lot of cases, they leave home very young, very young, and they're put in this environment where they don't know anybody. So depending on your personality type, you got to get to know and trust all sorts of people, right? So... The things that go into making that decision and then to live that out off of, let's just say, a four-year enlistment, right? You're talking about people who see their friends die. You're talking about people who do some of the hardest things on the planet. And keep in mind, you know, let's just be honest. There, there's some in the military, they don't do much of anything. Uh, and, in downtime time but you know it's just one of those things where when you're together you talk and no matter what differences you have to reach a goal you put that aside you know I literally worked alongside a racist before you know and the interesting thing is this guy respected me a lot I got to because I served in the Navy I served on the aircraft carrier right? USS Ronald Reagan um, 
he's, he was a smoker. He did tobacco and things like that. And, you know, you just talk to him and, you know, he was an interested guy, interesting guy. Like his whole path to being put in the military was, was peculiar. But you're talking about an environment where we go and we're, we're, we have a job to do. And you set it aside because you want to get it done. And then you foster that relationship where, wow, I can't believe that. You know what? It's not really bad person. Views might be a little, you know, off or something like that. But maybe it's just upbringing because keep in mind, you get people who, who grew up a certain, certain way. And here they are serving our country with people who are just totally different, you know, and uh, our relationship kind of grew as, as people and, you know, maybe maybe his views uh, changed a whole lot. You know, I don't know. Uh, he never expressed any ill will towards me or anybody we work with, you know, but he had no problem saying, you know, I felt this way, you know, but it's no offense to you. And that person put that aside. So for me in this situation, all I can think about is bring our people home. We're fighting wars that it's time that we think about the health of our, our people. Right? So I'm in the office and we're hearing this stuff. You know, people who never served are over here talking about, why would the president do this? You know, and being a veteran, my thing is I served under um, a Republican and got out under a Democrat. And the first thing that I think about is we're bringing our people home because those people have families. They want to get home to them, right? So for a lot of people, the military was an out. It was a means to an end. They go into, they go into the military. Um, maybe they have family beforehand. Maybe they have family after. Uh, but they go in with their reasons and you don't truly understand what you're signing up for until you're actually in it. Because a lot of us were young. You know, I, I can tell you, out of all the people that I've met in the military, it was rare to see someone, let's just say, over 28, fresh, coming in, you know. So there were a lot of young people who were coming in new. A lot. And our mental health system doesn't account for these people. So these are the things that I thought about as they're having that conversation. But what I did was I just started working because I knew that conversation probably wouldn't went over so well if I had approached them and expressed some of the things that they don't understand because the political divide is pretty sad when it comes to our troops. But 
I wish the American people understood the sacrifice that they truly make. It's one thing to say you support troops, but if you don't know what they're going through, how can you relate? So you can't listen to everything you, you, you see on and hear on TV because the reality is it's a touchy subject. You know, it's just one of those things where we should give them respect. And for me, I chose not to pick that battle. I remained silent. I just focused on my work in that moment because as expressive as I am and, and uh, I understood what would happen if I would have spoke. And that's the kind of thing you have to think about a lot of times when you're dealing with your coworkers and, and boundaries on things to talk to them about. What do you do? How do you go about it? What's the tone that you set? How do you speak? How do you articulate that message? You know, and a lot of times this stuff has to be instantaneous. You know, so... Sometimes you can't be afraid to speak up because if somebody's doing something wrong, you want to address it. The job that I mentioned at um, the casino in California, I quit that job. You know, when they fired the manager for committing workplace violence and the guy replaced him was pretty much his splitting image. When I accepted that job and I saw the way that guy who was then day shift supervisor treated some of the night shift staff. I told myself, if this guy try to pull this with me, I won't. I won't work in an environment like that. I know I work too hard. I know my value. So that's not going to be something that I'm willing to put up with. And what happened? He puts me in a situation where he had asked me to do a job that required more than one person. Apparently he wanted me to do it alone, you know, uh, which is weird because we do we do mostly everything together, right? And our supervisor were out, so they they kind of put in a fill-in uh, supervisor, and you know, me and my buddies, you know, a few of them were ex-military. Uh, we're 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 like, yeah, we can help you out, you know. And then the guy comes down and he's like, hey, I need you guys to go do something. It's like, yeah, it was odd that he would come over and seek us out to try to get us to go do something else. And then they find out that uh, after they were told him that he was going to come, they were going to come back and help me, they found it odd and they told me immediately that they were told not to help me, right? And he, as they tell me this, and it's like, why would they, that seems so odd. So I'm working night shift, so day shift comes in and manager comes up, he's like, he's like asking me, did you paint the wall? Did you get all that painted? It's like, this is a huge area. You know, people are walking through here all night, so I have to uh, climb up the ladder, get down, you know, for safety and, and all these things. And you're like, it got done. So, it's, it's the walls painted everything's done it's a huge area he's like did you do it alone I go was I supposed to and he goes well yeah 
I go, well, I had some help. And he goes, well, it was dereliction of duty. I go, what do you mean? Then he pulls me out into the hallway. And then he proceeds to tell me, you know, it's dereliction of duty because I didn't paint it by myself. And I asked him, I go, so you purposely tried to set me up to fail, but I had help because these people understand that they don't want me to fail, but you do. So you give me an impossible task to do, and now you're telling me that I had to do it by myself so that if it didn't get done, what were you going to do then? Oh, well, it, it's, just, it's just what I told you. And I'd say, well, here's the thing. We do everything together in this place. You know, we, we, we make sure that this place is running smoothly because of what we do. And if this is the kind of environment that you want to create, I don't want no part in it. And I handed him my badge, and I quit right there. You know, he called security to escort me out because it's part of the process. And uh, the girl from security was like, Brandon, we don't want you to quit because these people, they, they loved me there. You know, so it was a good environment. But this person wasn't a good person. You know, he wasn't a good um, boss because I saw how he was before he got additional power and then he got that additional power and I saw what it took to get the other person out he literally had to commit the most fireable offenses in human resources and I had to let him know because who I am I have my values those I work with I'm going to protect them I'm going to help them. We're not designed to set each other up for failure. So if you have those tough conversations with your coworkers, no matter how hard they are, you're going to gain their respect. And they're going to understand you. So next time you walk in into the building and they're smoking, they'll move out the way. Oh, sorry, Brandon. Let me let me let me get over here. Hold on one second and fan fan the smoke and stuff, you know. And it's just that level of respect that will help nurture a good environment. It, it, it was just an eye-opening experience when I was put in a position where this man really wanted me to fail so he can try to have something to say. That's a work environment. All my leadership training and all the experience that I have, that's not something you want. You don't want to set people up for failure. So talk to these people. Express yourself. Be mindful. It'll work out in the end. So go forth and have those conversations and make sure that you create that, that level of respect. I'll leave you with this one little tidbit. Maybe you know, maybe you don't, but strawberry is the only fruit with the seeds on the outside. Think about that when you eat them. Thank you for listening.